0: Welcome to the Industry Horror Coffin Cast. I am your host, Nathan, and it's hard to believe this is going to be the 20th episode. And what a better way to commemorate the 20th episode of the Industry Horror Coffin Cast than with a special guest. He is Tatari Head of Sales and Partnership, worked in the past for Zerks, MyClips, graduated from Drexel University, a former Noroff Rangers quarterback, and graduated in the same high school class of 2010 and you probably have even seen or even heard of him on LinkedIn Learning. Give it up for my guest, Skylar Logston. Welcome to the Industry Oral Coffin Cast, Skylar Logston.
1: Hey, thank you, Nathan, for having me on. It's a, it's a pleasure to be on. I'm excited.
0: I'm excited too. So awesome. let go, go ahead. Okay, so first off, I just want to say congratulations to your company, Tatari, on, I know it's a little bit early, I mean, we barely started, but being one of the best places to work at for 2020, that sounds awesome. Uh,
1: Thank you, Nathan, it's it's awesome to uh, get that recognition, for sure. I I personally knew it's, it's a great culture, it's a great place, and we have amazing talent, uh, that seems to be happy, and so it's always nice to get the recognition from uh, from from Adweek, who's a big publisher in our industry. So, thank you for that. It's uh, definitely a team victory.
0: Okay, so speaking of teams, uh, first question: Everybody has been wondering, you know, ever since they lost to the Tennessee, since they lost to the Tennessee Titans in the in the wild card playoffs. Is this the end of the New England Patriots dynasty?
1: Uh, I think so. I, I think that, you know, Tom Brady will move on. And uh, that'll cause kind of a, a shift for the Patriots. Because, uh, as you know, the Patriots usually uh, they, they usually underpay people because they their, their big sell is like, hey, you're going to come here, you're going to win a championship. So if you're here to win, you know, take our aggressive offer to you that that's not going to be as much money as, let's say, uh, another team is going to give you, but we're going to win here. And so I think players will start to, like, once Tom Brady's not there, they'll start to just, like, chase the money and go to whoever's offering the biggest deal for them, and they won't kind of stay around the Patriots and take a discount on salary just for the, for the, the sell of, like, hey, we're going to win games here. Because clearly, clearly, like, this year, they, they did not win. As
0: many games as I used to. I I agree with you and at at the same time disagree with you. There are only three ways that we know it's the end of the New England Patriots Dynasty. Tom Brady goes to a different team, Tom Brady retires, Bill Belichick retires. Otherwise, I just don't see this New England Patriots Dynasty coming to an end. You make some valid points of, yes, uh, follow where the money is, and if it doesn't guarantee championships, then yes. But with Bill Belichick and finding a way to make a defense pretty much every single season, I don't think it's quite the end.
1: Look at, what's the guy's name on the Panthers that just retired after eight seasons?
0: Uh, Luke Kegley. Yeah,
1: so I think we're going to see this more of like players are going to... People are so aware of, like, what hitting your head does to you and the concussions and, and how hard the game of football is on your body. And I think we'll start to be players actually, like, having shorter careers. They're going to retire by choice well before we could imagine them retiring. Like, look at what Gronk did. Now look at what Luke has done. I think we'll look at uh, the Indianapolis Colts quarterback. that retired. Andrew um, Luck. Andrew Luck. I think we're going to start to see this where people are going to maximize money for four, five, six, seven years, then they're going to retire. They want to get out of this violent game. It's not like they've only been playing football for five, six, seven, eight years. They've been playing football likely since they were nine years old. They've been hitting their head for nearly two decades. And so this is why I think that the Patriots will not be able to build the teams that they do by paying them cheap, either they're going to have to start paying fair market value and start like overpaying people to come next or like giving the same offers that other teams are because I just don't think players are willing to, to do 10-plus years in the league anymore. It's too hard on your body, especially at the linebacker or running back position or any any position that you're really physical every down. Uh, so, so that's my thinking on it, but I could be wrong. I'm, I'm often wrong, so I wouldn't be surprised if I'm wrong here as well.
0: Uh, you do bring in great points uh, especially with the CTE the rise of CTE uh, I definitely can agree with you on that standpoint it will be a lot harder to build up some dynasties especially with more players now with early retirement it might get to the point that we might end up seeing every single team might win a championship and we'll come to the point of uh, what's the point now of watching all these teams. Well, maybe except for the Cleveland Browns and Detroit Lions, um, unfortunately. But otherwise, we might see every other team win uh, (laughs) any other year, and it won't be... Exactly. (laughs) Uh, I completely agree. Well, well, with the way that you have been talking, it sounds like you have your own podcast. (laughs)
1: I I don't have a podcast, uh, maybe one day, uh, but yeah, uh, I'm so happy for you that that you launched this this, uh, podcast, it's so much fun, Uh, I think it's perfect for you, because you've always known your sports, you've always been able to hold great conversations, so it really makes me happy to see uh, you put your podcast together, because I I think you were really born for this, Nate.
0: Thanks, Scott. I really do appreciate But this is only the first question. I have plenty more questions to ask you, sports and even about Tatari. Don't think you're off the hook so easily. <laughs> Fire away, Nate. Okay, so what team in any sport do you see having a dynasty that is close to the Patriots? You no,
1: know, I, I really think that the Tennessee Titans have something special. Like, I think they... Have they have they clearly have the running back piece and he's young, right?
0: Yeah, Derrick Henry. Around that, they yeah.
1: Derrick Henry. They have uh, Jayon Brown, a linebacker out of UCLA, who's a personal close friend of mine. I was with him last night, and he's just a stud linebacker. And these guys are young; they're on their rookie deals. Uh, they have what's their defensive tackle name? Uh, one of the best tackles, or sorry, offensive tackle. Let's see. Uh, Taylor. Taylor, Tennessee, Titans. Taylor Taylor Taewon. No, 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 that's not him. Taylor Lewem. Taylor Lewin. He's a stud uh, offensive tackle. Their line is really good. I think they've figured out their uh, quarterback situation this year, so they'll get rid of Mariota. Uh, They'll get that salary cap back they could actually invest that into more receiving core they could invest that into maybe another third down back right now they have that running back that used to be with the Patriots do you remember his
0: name Mike Vrabel no Lewis oh Dion Lewis yeah sorry I thought you were talking Lewis. about the coach there for a second I mean it might as well be Patriots 2.0 with the Tennessee Titans they compile a the whole entire team if they wanted to they like Tom Brady retired. Tom Brady went to a different team. Come on down, all you Patriots players. Come on down to Tennessee. <laughs>
1: so I could see that happening. Like, you know, I, I think it's uh, Tannehill's job, but if they were able to land Tom Brady, of course. I personally think Tom Brady will head to the West Coast, though. I, I could see him even going to, like, the, the Raiders in Vegas. I could see him going to, like, yeah, he's a Bay Area guy, right?
0: So I'm not sure if he grew up a... Yeah, he. Or- yeah, he his team is, I'm, I'm not kidding, the San Francisco 49ers. I know that he would enjoy going to San Francisco 49ers, but one problem, reminder of his past, Jimmy Garoppolo is the starting quarterback. But if he wanted to, if he had his way... He would go to San Francisco for a couple of years and retire and live his dream on playing on the team they grew up watching.
1: I, I agree. Um, yeah, I, I don't see the Niners replacing their existing quarterback. I think clearly they've done very well with him. Uh, he's earned that spot and he's holding it well. Um, let's see. Maybe I could see him going to like the Dolphins and living in a great city where it's, it's sunny Maybe I could see him moving his family to Miami. I could see that
0: happening as well. Yeah, especially with the AFC East. Yes, the AFC East has been developing, especially the Buffalo Bills. But still, the New York Jets and and the New England Patriots might go. It, let's say Tom Brady goes to Miami. New England Patriots are heading down to a down path, a downtrodden path. So that will end up being a reverse, and the only competition would be the Buffalo Bills and the New York Jets in rebuilding, literally rebuilding a jet right now at this point, and New England Patriots trying to pick up uh, and have to have fans get used to not being the Super Bowl in the other year as well, which will be a hard uh, transition more for the fans than actually for the New England Patriots team themselves. Yeah, that's true. Very true.
1: Uh, That's a great question, though.
0: Okay, so I'm going to give you my answer, and this is going to be a controversial answer, because at the time, we didn't find out that this team wasn't cheating until recently. And I'm not kidding, I thought the Houston Astros were on the path of becoming a dynasty, The way that they consistently made the playoffs. The way that they made the World Series now two in every three years. But now that we have found out that the Houston Astros are actually the Houston Asterisks. uh, They cheated in 2017 season by being trash cans on pitches and using cameras. But there's another team that I thought could come close to the Patriots, and it's not too far away with college football uh, with the Alabama Crimson Tide. Remember, the Crimson Tide, this is the first year ever since the the debut of the college football playoff that they ended up missing the college football playoff. And one, let me see here. I do believe two two free titles. And the Clemson Tigers as well with two championships in five years, but still, that's if they keep it up, and with the ACC not having uh, not a lot of competition, uh, they can consistently do that, make the playoff, and be uh, competitive. Especially with a great coach, Double Sweeney, and he could give Nick Saban a run for his money in the coaching department. But if I could say, well, everybody, <laughs> if we could say a one-man dynasty besides Tom Brady, it would be LeBron James. You can make an argument that he's a one-man dynasty. <laughs> I,
1: I'm going to throw you one. What about Conor McGregor?
0: <laughs> he's truly a one-man dynasty. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I haven't really watched UFC, but I'll take your word for it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the way that he has been. Yeah. For
1: boxing. Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> very true.
0: So, we know that the college football championship uh, already came to its conclusion, so what did you think of, as I would like to call it, the clone college football championship between Clemson and LSU? No, I actually
1: so so they played in, in the national championship already or yeah playing yeah i actually didn't watch it i'm so it, it's strange nate like i love football so much like that is such a great sport and you know i played quarterback in high school as you know but like i just don't carve out time to watch it like it, it's not important to me anymore if i happen to be in front of the tv and there's a game on of course i watch it of course like I love that game. I watch it, and I understand what's going on. I understand the play calling. I understand the schemes. Like, I just would never carve out my schedule to watch a game. None of it is that important to me. So I missed that game. So you're going to have to fill me in. What were the key highlights, Nate?
0: Okay. I'll be happy to. I'll get you to where it... Well, at first... In layman's terms, looked like Clemson was gonna run away within the first quarter. And then LSU with Joe Burrow finding a way to come back and have at least what seemed to be a at least a 28 uh 17 lead at least. And and then Clemson came back. It was a close game in the third quarter with LSU up 28-25. But the Clemson defense couldn't handle Joe Burrow, the Iowa native, 2019 Heisman winner. Uh, The Ohio State University is kicking themselves for letting him transfer to LSU. And certainly the Iowa State University is really kicking themselves to have an an Ames-Iowa native and not have him be a quarterback at Iowa State University.
1: (laughs) Wow. Wow. Wow, what a story.
0: And of course, Clemson quarterback Trevor Lawrence picked the worst time to have his first loss of his college football career. He had 29 straight wins, but they lose to LSU 42-25. to Wow, oh, that's right, that's right, okay, I remember seeing that uh, on ESPN,
1: that's- yeah, well, that's a crazy, crazy, crazy game. So,
0: do you think that uh, that quarterback for Clemson is he like a first round draft? Is he number one overall? I this is what I have to say. He's one of those. He should be first overall, but somehow he'll end up sneaking in maybe the second round. Whoever picks him, it will be an underrated draft pick, to be honest. Because I think he has what it takes to be a leader. You know, being calm under pressure, but yeah, he didn't have the best. Uh, He threw over his receivers a lot late in the game, but throughout his uh, college football career, he found a way to stay calm, knew how to motivate his team, and to be honest, I wouldn't be surprised if Tom Brady ended up going to a different team. We might end up him being selected by the New England Patriots. Yeah, possibly, yeah, I could see that
1: happening.
0: Okay, well, since this is this is the industry horror coffin cast, do you have a favorite horror film? Do
1: you have a favorite what?
0: Ho- horror film. Uh,
1: uh, let's see, let's see. I, I don't, I mean, I just watched that Aaron Hernandez documentary on Netflix. Have you got a chance to watch that?
0: Uh, no, I haven't.
1: Nathan, you need to watch that today, please. Like, that was as good as any, like, investigation discovery or forensic file uh, TV show that, like, you can find. That was an amazing, amazing uh, documentary. Please watch that. Uh, So I'm going to turn it back to you to please watch that today. That's your action item from me.
0: And then uh, send me a message and let me know your thoughts on it, okay? Okay. Uh, I can do that. Uh, For me, a lot of people don't count this really as a horror film, but I count Silence of the Lambs as a horror film. If you're not able to sleep for a couple of nights, or maybe even a week, uh, that definitely fits the horror film genre. That was a creepy movie. Anthony Hopkins brought his best. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, What motivated you to get into entrepreneurship?
1: Yeah, um, that's a great question. So I don't think that I chose entrepreneurship. I think it was just kind of something that I realized I was doing. Uh, Growing up, I always enjoyed having like – pocket money. I really, I didn't like asking my parents for money for things that I wanted. Like, they provided me a a great childhood, and I I just felt, I didn't like asking them for money. I, I would rather earn it and then be able to, like, you know, buy those headphones that I really wanted with my own money rather than having to ask my mom for them or ask my dad for it. And so, you know, I was always mowing the neighbor's lawn. I was Uh, I I ran quarterback camps Uh, as soon as I could start training younger quarterbacks uh, I washed a ton of cars uh, all through, let's say from 7th grade all the way through uh, high school, I was washing family, friends, cars, neighbors cars, Uh, I even had friends like Michael Chevelle I would wash his truck every week and so, yeah these aren't companies but that's entrepreneurship, that's that's finding customers and providing a good service to people and making sure your customers are happy and that you get them a fair deal so just by doing all that I I realized that I'm an entrepreneur even though I was a quarterback too I was an entrepreneur and that that excited me of like trying to find new customers and making sure customers are happy and and delivering a, a quality service and so Ironically, math was my worst subject in school. Like, math classes, I had Mrs. McHale. I remember, like, I hated that class. Nothing against her. She's an amazing woman. <laughs> I just really didn't understand math. It was really painful for me. Even, like, Mr. Guard, I think, was my math teacher. Or, yeah, there was a math teacher at Matillaha. Maybe it was Mr. Guard, Someone. But it was, like, the hardest classes. And so when it came to choosing my major in college... I actually was looking at majors that didn't have to take statistics. <laughs> and I saw that entrepreneurship doesn't have to take statistics. I was like, oh, this is amazing. I'm going to take entrepreneurship as my major because it doesn't have statistics. So it all kind of worked out. Um, as you may know, I started my first app when uh, my freshman year at Drexel. And then kind of the rest has been all around technology from there. Uh, I'm 28 now, so I've uh, been over a, a decade in, in working in startups and technology, and I just kind of found an industry that works well for me. Like, it doesn't feel like work. Uh, I love working, I'm uh, always working because it's not painful. I, I just love uh, getting things done. I love working with a team. I love uh, using technology to build more efficient, Tools for allowing our our company to scale. Uh, it's really cool to like lean on technology to like better improve an industry. That's what I'm really passionate about. It's like hiring smart people and building something awesome. I don't care if it's like the industry doesn't matter so much to me. It's the fact that like you are with really smart people and you're working towards bettering something. My last company I worked at, we were in on-demand valet parking. I wasn't passionate about parking. Now I'm doing the measurements and buying of TV and streaming ads. I'm not passionate about TV ads. I'm not. But I'm passionate about working with really smart people, trying to solve really complex problems.
0: Wow, that's going to be a hard uh, answer to follow up. That That's a great answer. Uh, with me, uh, with industry horror, with uh, screen printing, it's really great to be able to get to see a design or you can say on a shirt or, or on any clothing and saying, hey, I did that or I designed that. And it's really for a great cause of they, they actually employ, they make sure to employ people on the autism spectrum, people with special needs, because in Ventura County, the unemployment rate for uh, autistic adults is 87%. And our goal is to make sure to deplete that, hopefully, really down to the point that it even matches the unemployment rate, hopefully. so. I love that.
1: Nate, you've always been so... It's so great with people and so driven, like, I'm just so happy to hear that, like, you are in an industry that fulfills you and you are working towards this big vision and, like, that's meaningful, like, helping that industry and helping push that forward of, like, getting that, driving that percentage down, that's amazing. Like, that is something that, like, you wake up excited to help push that forward and like if there's anything I could do to help you you know like I'm a call away anytime you're at me on Facebook I quickly get back to you you have my number please like if there's anything I could do to help help push you forward and help you get closer to to accomplishing those amazing big goals please let me know
0: well you can order shirts from us if if Tatari needs some that would be great (laughs)
1: That's, that's always an option. Um, yeah, so I'll have to get a link to your website and check out your your offering. Uh, it's not through Tataris, since that's our, our head of marketing and design deals with all that. But I, I could totally support you on you know uh, smaller scale stuff. Maybe I do like a camp or a, a talk or an event in Ohio, and I'll definitely use you guys for the t Yeah,
0: that sounds that sounds great. Okay, so. What is Tatari? Or Tattery? Yeah,
1: so the word Tatari actually means quick and Bengali. Ah. Uh, quick. Startups have to... When you're small, your biggest advantage is that you're fast. And when you're fast, you can outbeat the big. There's a saying that says it's not the big that the small, it's the the fast but the slow. And so as a startup, you have to move fast if you're going to compete against the big companies that are in your industry. And so Tatari is a company. We are a data and analytics company that buys and measures TV and streaming ads. So when I say buy and measure, this is how it works. So we have 100 advertisers. Well, name one. One is Turo. Or how about we use SeatGeek, since you
0: probably know of SeatGeek, because that's where you buy your tickets, for like, stuff up. Okay, yeah, SeatGeek. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've heard that around, uh, even on the Pat McAfee. It's like, okay, I get it, SeatGeek. I know you exist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So
1: SeatGeek will come to us as a client, and they'll say, hey, we want to buy TV ads. Will you guys buy them for us? We don't know what will work for us. We don't know if ESPN is the best network. We don't know if uh, Fox News or Fox Sports 1 or CNN or HGTV or Hulu or Roku. We don't know what works in terms of what makes us sales, but can you guys figure it out? So let's say they give us $50,000 to go figure out what works for them. We'll go put 5000 on ESPN, 5000 on CNN, 5000 on Hulu, 5000 on on uh, ESPN or Fox Sports 1 and then we analyzed how much sales were driven from that $5,000 investment in TV ads. So if one spot airs on ESPN that we paid $5,000 for we can actually calculate how much sales were driven from that ad and if it drove in 7000 in sales amazing, we can buy more of that tomorrow because it makes the money, right? If I told you, hey Nate give me $5 and I'll give you back seven right back in 30 seconds you would say okay that's great do more of that uh, and so but then we'll buy them CNN for 5000 but maybe it only makes them $1,200 in sales so that clearly did not make them money so we will not buy CNN for them again we'll spend more money on ESPN so it's an optimization of their TV advertising dollars does that make sense
0: yeah that actually, makes, that actually makes a lot more sense than I thought it would. Because I, I looked up your guys' website, and I'm like, okay, I understand this has to do with media, but what else is it? <laughs> <You know? laughs> That's funny.
1: Well, I'm glad that you understand it now,
0: maybe Okay, I have three more questions for you, and then I'll let you go on your merry way. Okay, cool. So how would you uh, handle, uh, let's say you were working with someone uh, with one of your clients, but they just so happen to be on the autism spectrum and people with special needs. Uh, How would you uh, handle explaining that to them? Explaining what you... Yeah. I mean, I
1: would just
0: try to explain it like the way that I
1: just did it. And if they understand it, amazing. If they don't, I'll try it again. I'll, I'll say a different version of it. So I would just keep trying until they truly understand it. Okay. So, you know, I think people with special, special needs, like, they're so high, they're so smart, like, they're brilliant. And, and so, uh, you know, I think that we could find a way to, to make sure that they understand it.
0: Okay, what advice has been with you, uh, you could, uh, from childhood, or like, what was a really important advice that you were given that really stuck to you? Yeah,
1: um, so when I was 20 years old, I, I met the founder of Shazam, uh, Shazam's a music recognition app, um, which was sold to Apple for $400 million. Wow. So this man's name is Philippe Ingelbrecht. Uh, Philippe was also the founder of uh, uh, TrueCar. After he did Shazam, TrueCar is a public company uh, that that uh, is uh, a company for automotive pricing. So when you want to buy a car, you go to TrueCar.com and they tell you what rate you should be paying for that car. And so Philippe has changed my life. He has been such a blessing to me. I would say like that's my chosen father. Like uh, I have great parents. Um, but, you know, in life you can also kind of choose uh, the people that uh, you hold close to you as well. Your family, your parents, thats you know, you're born into that. So I got to choose Philippe, and he has just been a, a life changer for me. He has shown me how to be a great leader, how to be a, a great friend, how to be just a, a, a leader and how to have life balance how, like, work is, yes, it's very important, we love our work, but, like, how your health is important, how to make sure, like, you're getting your heart rate up every day, how to make sure you're having fun, that's part of balance, too. So there's so many things that sleep kind of drills home to me over the years, I'll name a few. I I, I could literally talk an hour about all the stuff he's taught me, but one is just that life is short and reputation lasts all of it. Reputation is not something that, like, you could quickly just, like, put bleach on it and you could just erase whatever you did. Like, people remember what you said to them. They remember how you made them feel. They, they remember the way you treated them. And I think in business, people sometimes could be nasty because it's all about short-term wins. And, you know, they'll do a certain thing just to, for that immediate gain. And they don't remember that, like, life is long, like, and that reputation of, like, you being a jerk at work, or you being a jerk on uh, when I met you for a sales meeting and and how you walked out of the meeting saying, like, I don't want what you're buying or, like, I don't want what you're selling, sorry. Like, I will remember your name. I'll remember how disrespectful you were, were to me or to one of my colleagues, and, like, to me, that just... I'll remember that, and that's not something that you may regret that in five years. But I will always remember that, and so it's important to just, as you operate day to day in your business, remember that like how you deal with everyone, how you treat them, how you, uh, how you carry yourself. People are. Remember that, and that reputation will follow you. So that's one. And the, the second one is uh, take as much risk as possible while you're young, while you don't have kids, while you're not married, while you don't have a mortgage. Like when we started Tatari, I went seven months unpaid because we didn't want to ask investors for money. We wanted to do this in a right, proper way where we build a profitable company since day one. And there was a lot of risk. I was 24 years old going unpaid for seven months. Like my mom was worried. She was like, what are you doing? Like, why are you doing this? I was like, because I want to start a company with my mentor. Philippe, and I want to do this. Uh, this is the right way to go about it. And like, you know, no risk, no reward. And so yes, fast forward positive, four years later, we have 100, adver- uh, 100 clients. We have four offices, San Francisco, Santa Monica, Toronto, New York. Uh, we have about a 100 employees, mostly engineers, and data scientists. And, you know, we do several hundred millions of dollars a year. And if I didn't take that big risk, I would have completely missed the boat on this. And so I'm always trying to, like, find other ways to get uncomfortable, how to take more risk, how to stretch myself, how to make myself a little uncomfortable. And I think that's really important to, like, do things that you're, like, a little bit uncomfortable doing. You shouldn't be comfortable. You want to be stretching that. You want to do something every day that's like, makes you a little uncomfortable. I've never done that before. And so those are just two things that I'll call out of, like, what I've learned and and what I'll continue to to carry on with me and I'll continue to pack out as much as possible. Anyone that I mentor, I want to make sure that they also get these, like, really good learnings that are passed on to me.
0: Wow, that is really some great advice. Uh, for me, uh, there's uh, there's a there's four that have uh, resonated with me. Two of them from my dad is always have a good eraser. Uh, you don't have to do you don't have to do grand things in the world to have a happy life. And of course, I got advice from South San Antonio. Uh, I went to sports broadcasting camp for for three summers, and on the first one in 2004, I was in Philadelphia, and I actually got to meet Sal Palantonio from ESPN, and he gave this wonderful advice to... It's root for the story. So I always keep that in mind no matter what. If it, even if it ends up being uh, two of the teams that I... Can't stand if you have a great story. I look forward to the game. I love it. Those are
1: great pieces of, of advice to carry on with you. Uh, I didn't know that you've been to Philadelphia. I think you know that's where I studied.
0: So that's so cool that that, uh, that you've been there. Yeah, I I've been there. I've been there twice for that uh, sports broadcasting camp. Philadelphia really treated me really well there. Matter of fact. Uh, that's you could say uh, the origin of Nate Dog came to be.
1: Oh my gosh, no way!
0: Yeah, because uh, well, everybody easily got bored, and we didn't have so you know we didn't have s- smartphones to preoccupy. So I danced on the street for a bit. I ended up making seven bucks, and everyone said Nate Dog, and so that kind of stuck with me ever since.
1: That is that so cool I didn't know that I learn
0: something new every day that's so awesome and of course this advice you're familiar with when I gave uh, well for my audience out there aren't uh, familiar but for Skyler is familiar with this advice uh, Lord Tennyson to strive to seek to find and not to yield <laughs> Wait,
1: sorry say that again Nate
0: uh, Lord Tennyson's poem of Ulysses to strive, to seek, to find, and not to yield.
1: Wow, oh, that is beautiful. That was a great word.
0: Okay, so one more question for you, Skylar, and then I'll let you go. Is there any advice that you would give to up and coming entrepreneurs, startups, and people in general?
1: So let's say talk to strangers. Like, there are so many awesome people in this world. Talk to as many people as possible. I always say, like, meeting great people is a volume game. You have to talk to 100 to meet that one person that will change your life. The rest, yeah, they're going to be solid people. You're going to get some people that won't worth your time. But the price you pay, finding that one person that will change your life is that 99 people that you spoke to. That's the price you paid. You had to talk to 99 in order to come across that one person that will change your life. So it's a volume game. Talk to as many people as possible. Uh, Take as much risk as possible. Um, Think big. Think like you want to beat that 1% chance. If there's a 1% chance of success, like take that challenge because All the the low fruit victories, those are taken. There's no get-rich-quick ideas just hanging around. Like, you want to think super big. Think of something that could change an industry, change the world. Look at Facebook. Look at the technology that we're doing now with this uh, podcast. Like, think big. Like, think Netflix. Think Instagram. Think Snapchat. Like, these are big ideas and they changed the world. They, they made the world better for the most part. They made staying in touch easier. They made uh, documenting conversations like this easier. It's so cool, you're gonna put this on a, a video or you're gonna give it a link and you're gonna post it on your Facebook that our friends will be able to listen into to our interview. That's awesome, that's so cool. That wasn't here a hundred years ago, it took entrepreneurs and innovators to come up with this smart technology. So I I, I encourage you to just think big, swing for the fences, talk to strangers, pay attention to reputation, know that's important, Like take care of your health, make sure you have balance. Balance is having fun, it's working hard, it's taking care of your responsibilities, it's being a good citizen in your community, being a good leader not just, you know, when people are watching, but really doing the right thing even when no one's watching, all that stuff is is important. Life is life is, you know, complex. There's so much going on. It's so hard to keep it all together and I think that's, that's the fun of it. It's such a complex game and it just doesn't end. Like you gotta think of it like infinity. This is all your decisions should be based off of infinity. We are doing we work out every day to have a great heart for life we make friends for life we when you are saving your money like save your money for life because it's gonna you're gonna need to last that or make it last until you're 110 like at the rate that we're going we should live long and healthy and happy life so I think people think so short-term like no it's think until infinity like think long think about your decisions could last a long time. You know, when our kids should be friends, mate, like, I will see you when we're 75 years old, we'll be able to talk about our podcast stuff and our fun sports talks, like, because nothing is so short-term. We should think so so much longer than that. Take a step back, like, no, like, if you look at every decision of, like, no, I'm going to treat this person this way because we're going to be friends forever, I think when you look at things like that more long-term, I think people will make the right decision on how to treat people. And, yeah, thank you so much for having me on. This is so much fun. I look forward to seeing, uh, or listening to it back. Because it was just so much fun in this conversation. I think you need to do more this night. Like, please interview more people. I think you have so many great questions. You truly have the voice for this. You're great at holding conversation. You're you're passionate about it. So please, I want you to do much more of this because you have a gift. Oh, again, thank you for having me on. And uh, you have my number.
0: Please give me a call anytime. All right. Thank you very much, Skylar. I do appreciate you being on the Industry Horror cast. Uh, thank you, Dog, and, and I'll see you soon. And take good care. Have a great rest of
1: the weekend.
0: Okay. You too, Skylar. All right. See
1: you, Dog. Bye.
0: Bye. And before we go, I have some advice for Uh, If there's any advice that I would give to up-and-coming entrepreneurs, startups, and people in general, uh, for me, it would be to be open to learning a new skill. And do it because of your own benefit and not trying to impress people. Do something that you love. Help others and do everything you can to be financially stable. And I just want to say thank you again to Skylar Logston on being a guest. And I'm looking forward to having him more on more Industry Horror Coffin Casts. As I'm Nathan saying, add a little bit of horror into your life. Thank you, everybody, for listening to all you Industry Horror hearers out there. This episode of the Industry Horror Coffin Cast is brought to you by. Industry Horror. industry Horror is a 501c free nonprofit that helps employ autistic adults and people with special needs with the trades of screen printing, making buttons, making stickers, and even training for in the industry horror store as well. The goal is to make sure to deplete... The Autistic Adult Unemployment Rate in Ventura County from 87% to less than that. No matter how large or how small your business is, we would be happy to help out with your screen printing needs. You can contact us at IndustryHorror.com or IndustryHorror at gmail.com. If you enjoy listening to this episode and think, hey, I would really enjoy being on the Industry Horror Coffee Cast, uh, whether you're in the entertainment or want to tell your autistic story or or any of that, please contact industry horror coffeecast at gmail.com. You can also stop by the store... If you're in a, if you're around Ventura County, you can also stop off at the store in downtown Ventura, five one eight East Main Street, the Industry Horror Store, as well. Industry Horror is also well known for, especially some of their accomplishments. They screen printed tote bags for last year's last year's ought to Run. And even did some screen printing for some of the teams for the Autorun. run. And even received the award from the for awesome and autism awards from last year, 2019, for being employer of the year, industry horse screen printing with a conscience. Thank you everybody for listening, and you have a great rest of your day.